Hi, I'm Cassie, host of the Curiosity Junkie podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button. We work hard to create original content and keep the podcast ad-free. Today, we wrap up part two of my conversation with Michael Gamble on life, racism, and love. I think of John Lewis and uh, Good Trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're, you don't realize you're making ways and, and opportunities for other people because I ended up being a recruiter for the Department of Corrections and hiring thousands. I started, there were only 5,000. When I left, there were 25,000 employees. Oh my gosh. Wow. There were 10 prisons when I started and 42 when I left. I can't even and you are making inroads. You're digging roads for the women that are going to come because there were very few women and, 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 and very few black women when I started. And it was horrific. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a, my husband died while I was working. He was a deputy warden. Right. And my deputy told me, if you buy a new car, I'm going to call the IRS on you. And why? You know, I didn't even rush. It didn't, what? What is that? They, I had a captain who liked me and, and they told him, you write her up. And he said, for what? Make something up. And he wouldn't. And they put him on midnights. Oh, my gosh. Him and I are still friends to this day. This man said, I will not write her up for nothing. Good for him. But there are the captain that did. Yeah. Uh, we don't like the color of your socks. Yeah. Anything they could. So you do this for 25, 30 years? 25 years. 25 years. I can't even imagine. Right? But I, I worked in a in Ionia, <laughs> if you can just just say Ionia, was all white. It was all white town. Wow. And here I'm driving into, and me and a few other black officers are driving into Ionia, KKK. Wow. And you, you got to put up with the city you in. You got to put up with the prison you in. Got to put up with the prisoners. Imagine that. Workers. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So your strength to me, I mean, that just says volumes about who you are and the strength that you have to just persevere because you, you stayed for 25 years. Yes. You, you advanced the whole time. You educated yourself. Yes. Um, you, you just continued to be a better human being. Even but you get paid less. Listen, you can get paid less, treated bad. And you're just trying to do the same thing yeah. as your white counterparts. You're just trying to make a good life for yourself. Yeah. So imagine for all of these years, 68 years, you've been hustling, you've been struggling, you've been pushing. Even the job that I currently have, they've been in business 35 years. I'm the first black they've ever hired. Yes. You run um, the brain room, which is an amazing yes. field of yes. like neuro 
yes science and all of that so i do want to talk a little bit about like you getting you had i feel like in the conversations we've talked through and i think divine i don't want to say intervention but you had like a divine guardian angel is what comes to my mind around you i think your whole life because i think there's not one person that walks into a prison as a guard and happens on an old boyfriend who yes. says he'll make sure she's okay. Like that's a random moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're meant yes. to be there. He's yes. meant to be there. Like yes. all of that yes. crazy stuff happens. Yes. Beautifully. Yes. And I think yes. you've just kind of always, Yes. Every time you struggle, something better comes from it. And I think you're like the great example of that. Life has struggles and you can either let that beat you down or yes. you can say, okay, I learned something from that. That'll never happen again. I'm going to move forward. Yes. And do this. Yeah. Yes. Constantly. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about <clears throat> how you moved into that job, because there's a little story there. You were having some stuff. Yeah, I was having some brain fog issues. So I, I worked at an automotive college, which I think is hilarious. As okay, yeah, a, that's right. I forgot you. <laughs> yes, yes. Here, I, my husband was striving to be a diesel mechanic all his life. I don't know, crap. Uh, actually, I had a car that I didn't know you're supposed to change your oil in. I thought, hey. Oil runs out, put oil in it. And I burnt the motor up. Okay, this is how little I know about cars. I end up here in Arizona after being married and end up at an automotive college as a uh, career service coordinator. I, uh, I was a recruiter in Michigan. So, of course, I talked my way into this job at, at this automotive school. Who my boss and I are still best friends. I love it. So I, uh, I'm a recruiter and I start having brain fog issues like mixing up letters. It, it was bad. And I worked there eight years and I just, I left. And um, they're, they're like, well, are you gonna come back? Go, no, I'm having issues. Mm-hmm. Next door to where I get my manicure, my pedicure, my massage is this place that, and there was a brain outside of it. And I thought, ooh. I wonder what they do in there because I'm having some issues. And I go in and this lady talks me into a foot detox, which I'd never heard of and never had. I'm like, okay. She said, we should talk to the doctor. Okay, sure. So I get the detox. I end up meeting with the doctor and it really changed my everything. You know, he told me to stop eating gluten, uh, stop eating processed food. So I go home, I clean my cupboards up. My husband's like, what the heck? What are you doing? You talk to this white man and he tells you to stop eating stuff and you just take everything out of our cupboards? Yes. I did that for six months. And I realized all of the things I was taking in that were harming me. Mm. So I thought, oh, I got to tell people about you. Actually, I think you need to hire me. That's what you need to do. You need to hire me. So I can tell people about you. I had taken neurofeedback in college yeah. and, and I have a degree, you know? And so 
the young lady that was working there was quitting and he needed someone to work in the spring room. And he found out that I had taken neurofeedback in college, which who does that? Right. It's like, like a random moment. <laughs> yes. yes. Mine. That's right. Yes. Like, someone's watching you. <laughs> and I took executive functions of the brain. And I took it because I thought, oh, that sounds so interesting. My husband's like, no one takes that for a elective. Well, I do. Yeah. So he, I talked him and hired me. He hires me. Right. And it was because I was having issues. My husband's like, no, only you, only you could yeah. do that. Walk in and tell this man to hire you. And he's like, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, and so I got hired and, uh, and it was, it's been a journey. And, and so that's how I got into this field yeah. that I'm in. And it's an amazing field. It is. Um, I've learned so much about what we put into our bodies, how we, our bodies respond to it, how our brain responds to toxic chemicals, EMF. But I've always been a person for years I believe God created our bodies to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what we put in it either uh, enhances that healing process or it harms it. So it, it really is evaluating and everybody's different. You know, mm-hmm. our bodies are, are made beautifully, but they're made different. But we're all human and we're all raised together. We just have different thought processes. And that's what I think sometimes harms us because we have those barriers that we put up that that we're not open to learn about others. Right, right. And I think that's, um, I was having a great conversation with a gal um, last week and she talked a lot about cultural conditioning. And I love that term because I couldn't really put put a a name on it, but that's really what it is. We grow up with cultural conditioning. Yes. it's not anyone's fault. It's just, you know, we're taught by people who are taught by people who are taught by people yes. and yes. we only know what they know. And so yes. we're taught the racism piece. And yes. I know that a lot of people think there's really not racism anymore and that systemic racism doesn't exist, but it does. And it's still a thing. Yes. And I feel yes. so fortunate to have experienced a bigger world than the small town that I, I grew up in. I'm glad that I traveled. I'm glad that I lived in San Antonio, Texas, that connected me with so many different people. I got to experience so much and then traveling to Cuba. um, I've traveled, I've just traveled Spain. I think it opens up a different world. You see Yes. That people are just, yes. we're all exactly the same. We want to be yes. loved. We want to be. Yes. Accepted. Yes. We want to belong. Yes. That's yes. <laughs> yes. No. And, and, and because we want to be loved, we want to belong. What sometimes we do, we isolate ourselves into those little cubicles yes. instead of opening ourselves up, expanding that love, that hunger and that desire that we have to touch everyone. Yes. And, and, and because I, you know, I'm married to a biracial um, guy and my grandchildren are, are mixed. They're either right. white and Mexican. Uh, I have uh, seven grandchildren. And of the seven, 
um, more than half are blended. Yeah, which I think is a beautiful thing because what that says is you raise children who were open. Yes. Yeah. To the human experience. Yes. Versus a racial experience. Yes. That's the difference. See, see, that's the difference, Cassie. Human experience versus mm -hmm. a racial experience. Most yeah. of us have racial experiences yeah. that either taint us or uh, enhance us. Mm -hmm. And human experience means that you're touching my soul. And it's not about the outer person, but it's the inner person. Mm -hmm. And when you touch my soul, then we connect. Yes. And we miss, so many people miss the soul touching. And, and, and because I'm, I'm also an ordained preacher, a reverend, and, um, you know, that part of me. And I've, I've just had that spiritual connection for a long, long, long time. Yes. And, and that I like to touch your soul. I like to get beyond that outer person into the inner person. Because that's when you can, you, you, you can't hold back, but you can feel me. Yes, exactly. You, you can feel my presence. You can feel my passion. And mm -hmm. that is what people oftentimes guard against. I don't want you to know because I'm already hurting. You might see my hurt. And you might not like my hurt. So you, we're not going to connect. So I'm going to guard myself from that. Yes. And, and, and instead of opening yourself, you, you shield yourself and you, and you miss that soul connection. Mm -hmm. And that's what... Systemic racism is covering your soul and not allowing your soul to be open, mm -hmm. to touch the hearts and minds of those that have been hurting for years and years and years. Yes, yeah. And, and I always think of it as, as to anything that we come to and put our hands up against, yes. we do yes. it because we fear it. We don't realize yes. that's what it is, but there is something that has um created a fear towards the yes. experience the person the the place whatever it is yeah and there is a great quote and I, I use it often on this podcast the opposite of what you know is also true and yes. it, it all just realize that we're we're taught we only know what we're taught yes people who only know what they're taught so if you yes. just be open enough yes to learn from the person standing in front of you. They may yes. be completely different than you, yes. but they could teach you something amazing. And if you could just yes. connect with them on yes. an energy level, a spiritual yes. level, yes. love level. Yes. yes. Oh, what a beautiful yes. place. <laughs> it would be a beautiful place. And yeah. you, you have, it's interesting because you reach beyond what you see. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about what I see. It's it's beyond what I see. And so oftentimes people don't want to reach. Yeah. You know, they don't want to hold your hand. It, it's amazing. It, we're in 2021. Yes. This is not 1968. This is not 1958. No. This is, and I was raised through all of the segregation. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I was born in 1953. I was raised before you could vote, before you could go to the bathroom, before you could marry a white person, before you could go to school with a white, you know, yeah. I was raised through that. Mm -hmm. And going through that, 
of course, it made me raise my children different. Like I have two different generations. Mm -hmm. Two of my children went to private school. Two of my children went to public school. Two of the children that went to public school are work, have good work ethic. They also have degrees. The two of the children that went to Catholic school, that went to private school, uh, one's a lawyer and one has two masters. Wow. And, and the reason is my, where I was mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. time of raising. Right, what you were thinking about. Mm -hmm. uh, what I saw as a parent raising these children in a multicultural world where now blacks and whites are going to school together, uh, you can go to the bathroom at the same time, those kinds of things. Because when I was coming up, we couldn't do that. You and I could not be having this conversation right now. Right. Which is just, it, it floors me. And I know there are still parts of the world and the country that yeah. it, it's difficult to commingle any yes. kind of races at all. I, I know that still exists, which is really yes. sad. I do want to yeah, talk, yeah. Um, and I think we had this conversation once before, and so racial tensions were kind of high, and we had a conversation, I think I came to you and I said, wow, I just want to say, I appreciate what you've had to deal with as a Black mother, because I go, I never once have had to think about my son going out and just simply walking down the street in his sweatpants and a sweatshirt with the hood pulled up, I've never had to consider that yes. he shouldn't do that because right. of the color of his skin. Yes. That's something you have to have a conversation with your kids about. Yes. Well, not just the thin, yes. not, not just my son, no. but my girls. Yes. You know, I can, it's interesting. I can ride down the street as an older woman, I think, and not feel like, oh my God, if the police officer stops me, he's going to kill me. Right. But my son is so frightened mm -hmm. at the idea of a police officer stopping him. Not just, I mean, just the idea. You yeah. got to be on guard yeah. the rest of your life. Because you're afraid that if you get stopped by a police officer, he's going to kill you. Yeah. Well, how do you live with that? It's traumatizing. Right. That is a and stress level, and that's yes. This is kind of the piece I want to I want to stress when when people get defensive about um, white privilege. Yes. People talk about white privilege. Yes. This is this is what we're talking about. Our sons. Yes don't as a white mother yes. i don't experience what you experience as a black mother right. there is stress yes there's an added yes. stress that yes. i don't have because of the color yes. of my skin that yes. is what white privilege means it is yes it's it is. not that we get special whatever which we do, we um, do. <laughs> right. but it's more about how in in general you are treated because of the color of your skin and I am treated yeah. because of the color of my skin and our children are treated because of the color of their skin that creates more stress, which yes. creates more internal uh, yes. medical issues. I was yes. just the other day about the statistics because I was curious, like what are the health statistics between differences between black and white? 
and yes. like diabetes, high blood yes. pressure. Blood pressure. Yes, there's a lot. Yes. Obese, yes. Um, yes. obesity. There are a lot of things that come because of the heightened stress. Yes. Yes. Of just living day to day, which yes. seems so. You know, I'm white, so I I just go. The compassion I have. That's why I would came to you, and I was just like. I get it. I was reading about it and I'm like, I can't even imagine yes. Yes. what that's been like. Yeah. And thinking about COVID and the pre-existing conditions that brown people have, yeah. one, because of maybe economics, because of the food they ate, because of where they live, yeah. COVID um, affects brown people differently. Yes. Yes. It's, it's affected us different. Right. right. You, you got to think about, dang, if I get it, am I going to die? Yeah. Because on average, I have a high blood pressure. I, I don't have diabetes. I have asthma, which yes. it, it, that in and of itself, right. at pre-existing conditions that most of us have. And if you have a stressless life, you know, I got to worry about pretty much anything other than, you know, make sure I got a job and I can feed my kids. And I got to worry about, dang, if I walk out of here, one, am I going to get a job? Two, are they going to pay me what they're going to pay you? No. And you're a woman on top of that. Sorry to add to it. (laughs) Yes. I'm a black woman. And so all of that stress, inner turmoil, Mm -hmm. fight or flight Mm -hmm. that you got to have in you creates even more um, health issues for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, the studies I, I was reading is amazing. And there are yes. so many, uh, yes. this was shocking to me that they were, t- uh, I was reading about systemic racism and it said yes. one of the pieces of that is that the black communities, the hospitals aren't close to those because they tend to be poor Yes, and the hospitals want to go into uh, a lucrative area. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so yes. they're built in the communities where the yes. money is. So yes. Access to medical care is harder and people yes. are afraid. This is all what I was reading in this study. And I'll put some links in too, so that people can go to it. There's some really great videos that I'm going to share about just thinking about what systemic racism is because yes. we, we don't think about how deep it goes. Yes. And, um, yeah, so it was talking about how if you're Black going into, or Hispanic, it talked about that too, going into a hospital, you have yes. that fear that if all the people there are giving you care and they're white, they they come with they come with stuff because yes. you're culturally conditioned. And yes. are you going to get treated differently? It's not, yes. you know, you're going to be, but you're, you're in fear. Yes. You're sick. Am I going to yes. get the care I need because of the color of my skin? I never have to think about that. Okay, so if you ever do any research, most uh, studies on the human body were done on white men. Yeah. Very few studies have been done on blacks. I've only seen one, and it was an inhaler that had done studies on African-Americans, and it said, if you're African-American, you should not use this product. That was the only study. And think of all of the prescription and medications that are out there and none 
they're, and women, they, 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 they're now doing more studies on women, the medications and the studies and the doctors and all the testing was done on men. Mm-hmm. Our bodies as women are different. Yeah. This is why I really created this podcast it was just to have a conversation around things mm-hmm. that people, most Americans, maybe even other cultures don't know about other cultures. Let's yes. eliminate the fear. Yeah. And let's get to know what we don't know. Yes. Why we fear something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just education. You have to take the time to educate yourself yeah. and yeah. really try to understand where someone else is coming from. Because as mm-hmm. I started reading, there were, I, I had no idea. There were things that I was shocked to read. And just some of the studies and stuff, I just go, wow, it's amazing. Yes. It was just, if nothing else, reading a lot of this information might open someone's heart a little bit and have a little compassion for what someone else is experiencing. Yes. Specifically someone with black, brown skin, because it is a different experience. Yes. And it yeah. shouldn't have to be that way. So if we right. can open up just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Educate ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to share a story. Um, when I first met you, <laughs> this Uh-oh. is how I knew we were going to get along. Because one, first you scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I sit down, I think it was lunch we were having. And you came in, you had your little salad. And you were sitting there. And I was brand new. I think it was like my first day or first week. And you go. You leaned in, you go, so do you believe in God? And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a bold ass question to ask someone on their first, first week at work. And I was like, well, I'm spiritual. And you were like, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then we just so- started talking and laughing. And I was like, I love this woman. Like, I think we just started clicking from there and it was great. That's what I really appreciate you is you are forward and direct. You don't pull any punches. You don't dance around anything. If you want to ask a question, you ask it. You just, boom, here it is. And I can see where it could be taken, you know, differently. But I, I just, I love that about you. I was like, well, she is not afraid to ask. And I think there's a piece of me that goes, I wish I had that. I wish I just would say what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm glad I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so it's interesting because my job at the college, mm-hmm. not the college, but at the uh, uh, automotive school. So I interview and uh, she's taking me around. It's my prospective boss. And, and um, there's a young lady who's working there. And she says... Do you have any questions for her? And I'm like, no, what would I ask her? I was thinking myself, she ain't in charge. (laughs) This young lady, her and I worked together for eight years. She said that I looked at what she had on, like, ew. She went home and threw it away. And we laugh about this to this day because we're still very good, you know, very close connected. But she said, I was like, oh. No. <laughs> and and I don't I'm not cognitive I'm not conscious because I don't know 
I'm, I, I'll hold you up. I ain't gonna hold you up. I didn't even think about what she had on, but she said, I looked at what she had on when she asked me that question. Like, why would I ask her anything? Uh-uh. And I don't even think about, you know, it's not even about it. Your face does. Yeah, you don't, you can't hide anything. Your face just says what you're thinking. So if you don't say it, your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been accused of that. I have been accused of that. Right. So yeah. Um, and I loved you right away. I just was like, oh, this one, this, oh, oh yeah, she's going to be cool. <laughs> right away, I could tell you weren't closed. Oh, no. I could tell you were open. Oh, I love that. I'm glad that you could. I'm glad. Yes, you could your, could. your presence, your presence just speaks volumes. Thank you. Yeah. I really do appreciate that because I try very, very hard. I have worked to to really kind of just feel connected i want yes. to feel connected to people yeah yeah, yeah. you do you do so to me i love you yeah absolutely. all right well thank you for coming on for talking yes. you know we've had lots of conversations around yes. racism and yes. all of that and i love that you're open to yeah. talking to educating me um there's a lot of stuff that you've shared with me that has made me want to dive in and really learn more so i want to say thank you for for doing that for doing it gracefully and really taking the time to help educate me on racism and yes. for having an open heart because you do as well i have always felt welcomed by you um and just i can feel your love i i, I love yeah. that yes so, well thank thanks you for, thanks for coming on and absolutely talking about all things michael <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun um yes and then i'm gonna say to everybody out there thank you for tuning in listening watching stay yeah. safe stay curious and i will see you soon if you enjoyed today's episode please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button. We work hard to create original content and keep the podcast ad-free.